Hey guys, and welcome to Community Group Week. Uh, so excited that you are here. Uh, we believe that this tool is a great tool to help you better love Jesus, love each other, and love the world. So uh, way to go you for uh, engaging in this uh, powerful tool this week. Uh, so we wanna start uh, by helping you to connect with the folks that are around you. So uh, take some time and whoever you are gathered with today, uh, we want you to share these three things. Uh, what is it that you are grateful for? As you look at the past couple days, week, uh, what's some things that you're grateful for? Uh, and then uh, what are some things over the last couple days uh, or maybe as you look forward to the next couple days that have just been a real challenge or that you think will be a real challenge? Uh, go ahead and share that. Uh, and then uh, last time we were together, uh, if you were uh, with a group, uh, we've been going through the Sermon on the Mount. We talked about what Jesus had to say about uh, lust, about uh, what we do when we're... Uh, objectifying other people and how we're going to try to not make that who we are. We want people of clean hearts and clean minds. Uh, so uh, if you're with us, you might have made an I will statement saying, uh, here's what you're going to do uh, to try to just make sure that uh, you are as free from lust as you possibly can. So go ahead and share. Uh, how has that gone? Uh, how have you done with your I will statement? Uh, how have you been uh, in your mind and in your heart and in your actions uh, as it relates to sexuality uh, over the last uh, couple weeks? So go ahead and share that with the folks around you. All right, well, uh, for this week, uh, we're going to continue to keep going through the Sermon on the Mount. So we are in Matthew 5, 31 through 32. Uh, and I want to start off by saying that today is going to be a particularly, I think, a sensitive subject. And so Jesus is talking about the idea of divorce today. And so I want to make it very clear from the beginning uh, that we as a church are a church for everybody. And uh, much more important than that, Jesus is for everybody. Uh, so if you uh, are in a good marriage, if you're in a bad marriage, if you're in a great marriage, uh, if you've been divorced, uh, if you've been divorced and you're looking to get married again, uh, if you've been divorced and you never want to get married again, uh, if you're not married and you would like to get married but it just seems like that that's not coming together for you, if you're about to get married, uh, whatever the state is that you are in, uh, we are a church for you and Jesus is for you 100 uh, percent another thing i want to make clear before you start your discussion today so one of the things that jesus does throughout all this teaching and especially uh, in this sermon is jesus often lifting up what is the ideal uh, we've talked about it as you know, here is the best possible way to live i mean this is god's plan a uh, and it's pretty clear that as you're going to read today Jesus' plan A, as it is with marriage, is that marriage is going to be something that is permanent. Uh, marriage is, you know, two people who are saying, you know, this is for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, sickness and health. This is, you know, that we are going to be together. We are going to be committed to each other no matter what. Uh, not that everything is always going to go beautifully. Uh, there might be really difficult times in our marriage. There might be really difficult seasons. But we are committing that we are going to be together no matter what. And uh, I think that's pretty clear in this passage that that's God's ideal. That's what he wants marriage to be is something that is this permanent commitment to people you know we're gonna be together no matter what we're gonna fight for this we're gonna work you know we're gonna we're gonna make this thing and then good things are gonna come as we just are committed 
to this relationship. That's God's plan A. But something else that's always important to remember is that we are a God, we follow a God that just is all about love and grace. And so yes, there is a plan A and God wants us to shoot for that plan A. But when plan A doesn't work out, we have a God that is just full of forgiveness and grace and gives us second and third and fifth and sixth chances and says, okay, plan A didn't go as we wanted it to. So let's work on plan B. <laughs> let's work on plan C. Let's work on plan D. Let's just, let's keep working on this. Uh, and I think that's important as we go through this, just to remember that, yeah, yes, God has an idea. We should absolutely shoot for it. But if you're someone who plan A has not worked out for you, God is not done with you yet. Jesus is not done with you yet. There is still a huge plan for you to live this blessed kingdom life that Jesus wants us all to experience. Uh, another thing that I think it's important as you guys go into this passage today is that I think what we're focused on really, really matters. And in Jesus' day, it seems like when it came to this issue of marriage and divorce that there was different ways in which you could focus. And so Jesus in particular, he seemed very focused on the idea of marriage, of like, how can we make it work? Is there any way, you know, yeah, I know things are difficult right now, but like, is there anything you can do to like, you know, can you, can you go to counseling? Can you go to counseling again? Can you, can you talk this out? Can you, is there anything you can do to try to make this work? That seems to be Jesus' focus is like, let's focus on finding a way to make marriage work because marriage is supposed to be this ideal. Uh, on the other hand, it seemed like that there was a lot of folks in, in culture and even some of the religious leaders, the Pharisees at that point, that seemed very focused on the idea of divorce. And so they were very focused on the idea of, okay, all right, so, all right, so when do I get to pull the escape hatch on this thing? Like, well, when do I, you know, when's enough enough? Like, okay, you know, like, I know I've put in a little bit of time, but like, all right, let me know where the line is where I can say, okay, now it's okay for me to be gone. And like, I get both of those perspectives, but I think part of what Jesus wants us to do is he wants us to adjust our focus. And if we are, if you're, in a relationship, if you're getting ready to get married, if you're in a good marriage, great marriage, if you're in a marriage that just seems really, really difficult right now, I think if you wake up every morning thinking, okay, how can we make this work? Is there, like, let's focus on the marriage. That's gonna lead you down one path. Or if you're waking up every day, so oh, this is just, how much longer? You know, what do I have to do to get out of this thing? Uh, what you're focused on matters. Uh, and so I think that's part of what Jesus wants us to see today. Uh, another thing, that uh, might be uh, new uh, as you're uh, reading this today is you'll see this idea of a certificate of divorce. And so what Jesus is referring there is about 2,000 years before this, uh, a guy named Moses had gotten uh, the law, we call it. And so this is the Ten Commandments and so much of the, the law that the Jewish people, the Israelites, lived under. And part of that law was a, a way, it, here's the path you take if you need to get divorced. Uh, and part of that was to give a certificate of divorce. And that was a huge thing uh, in, in Jesus' day, and it was a huge thing 2,000 years before that. Uh, one of the things that we often see in uh, the Bible and in the teachings of Jesus is that he is often moving us in a positive direction, and he's often moving us forward just like a few steps at a time. And oftentimes we're like, okay, but isn't there like more to go? Like, yeah, of course, there's like many, you know, there's so much improvement that we can all make. But what often uh, the Bible is doing is it's helping us 
just go down the road just a few really, really positive steps forward. And this divorce certificate uh, in Moses' day and in Jesus' day would have been a huge step forward. Uh, it was a, an incredibly male-dominated society, so for the most part, it was the man who decided uh, yes or no, are we gonna get divorced? The woman really didn't have a say in it. And if a divorce happened, a woman really had no rights. Uh, she was, you know, going to end up to be destitute with, you know, no real options. And so, what the certificate of divorce did is it gave uh, the woman a ton of dignity, a ton of honor, and it gave her the ability to be able to still uh, have a, a property, uh, to get married again. Uh, it gave her a chance where she this wasn't going to be just as devastating of a thing for her. Uh, and I think, and that's kind of a whole nother deal, but I think that's part of uh, what the Bible wants to let us know about divorces. I think God's plan A is marriage, but if, if it goes to the point of divorce, there's a way in which divorce can be done well, uh, to give honor, uh, to give dignity, to not just like, you know, torch the other person on the way out and make sure that they're as, as hurt as possible. And I think that's... Uh, uh, a whole deal too. Uh, but in Jesus' day, there was a lot of debate about this certificate of divorce. And there was two big camps. And so there was these two rabbis and they both had very different interpretations of when you could get the certificate of divorce. And so there's one rabbi and he said that you can get divorced, you can get the certificate of divorce really for any reason whatsoever. Uh, there was a Jewish historian named Josephus and he uh, kind of joked at it a little bit and said like you could get divorced if, if, if your wife burnt your food uh if your wife you know wasn't you know as pretty as she used to be then you could get you, that was reason enough to get divorced and again just you know total you know male dominated society you know so the woman couldn't decide you know if the man lost his looks you know if the if, if, if he did something you know she really didn't have any rights but the, the man could basically divorce his wife for any reason whatsoever and there was a whole rabbinical school that said like yeah that's what the bible says you can do and then there was another uh, rabbi and he said that really the only reason you can get that certificate of divorce is for like super extreme cases. Like if there's, you know, a big affair, if there's, you know, something just really, really big, then and only then can you get divorced. But you really, you know, don't get divorced unless that, you know, you absolutely, you know, fight for, fight for the marriage. And so there's kind of this big debate and Jesus kind of wading into this uh, with this teaching. And you're going to pretty clear, I think, see where Jesus uh, falls on, you know, if you should just, you know, pull the escape hatch and get divorced really for, you know, any and all reasons, or, you know, is it really kind of a, a last resort? Uh, last thing I want to share as you guys are going through this uh, discussion today, just a couple things that we are really, really big on uh, as a church. Uh, one, if you're in a relationship, if you're thinking about being in a relationship, the idea of just rhythms, we've been talking about that a lot this fall, I think are huge, especially in relationships. And so if you want a great marriage, a marriage that's moving in a good direction, you know, not moving towards divorce, just the rhythms of just spending time together, date nights, helping each other out, serving each other, you know, can't be things that are just like occasional. These have to be regular rhythms that you work into your life. And I think those are huge. Uh, I think counseling is a really big thing. I think counseling is something that all couples, all individuals really should be a part of. You know, this isn't like just like for when things are falling apart. This is to have someone else really look into your life and into your relationship can be a very helpful thing. 
Uh, we have a, a class called Emotionally Healthy Relationships. Uh, some of you have already taken it. We're gonna keep offering it as many times as we possibly can. I think that class teaches skills for all levels of relationship, but especially uh, a, a marriage romantic relationship. These skills are so important, and these are things that if you haven't taken the class yet, you should take the class and you should learn these skills and incorporate them. If you have taken the class, actually make sure you're taking the time to apply them. Do these tools on a regular basis. Uh, and lastly, as I mean, part of the reason why you're in a group this morning, it just life shouldn't be lived alone. And when it comes to marriage, divorce, there's a lot of people who rush into marriages really quick without really consulting anybody, without really getting anyone else's advice, without getting any counseling, and that often doesn't end well. And then there's a lot of people who rush out of marriages very quickly without talking to anybody, without getting anyone else involved, without getting any counseling. And so share what's going on with your life. If you wanna be married, and that's you know a, a thing going on in your heart, share that uh, with somebody. If your marriage is you know, going good, you know, so share that, celebrate that. If there's really difficult things in your marriage, if you have you know, baggage, uh, you know, trauma from a, a past divorce you know, or divorces that you've had, if you, you're thinking about getting um, you know, back, you know, you've been divorced and you're thinking about getting back into the, the, the dating field or you have a relationship that's just starting, like, don't do it alone. Uh, it's gonna go better in, the, in a community of people. And so take some time to share and again, Share as much as you can with the group that you're with right now, uh, but we also have groups, uh, just two people, uh, we call it a one-on-one, -on -one. and so we really encourage you to be in that kind of relationship as well because there's, I know, one level of your life that you're okay sharing in the group that you're in right now, and that's awesome, um, but there's probably an even deeper level that you might be more comfortable sharing with just one or two other people, but make sure you're sharing that. Someone else should know what's really going on in your head, what's really going on in your heart, what's really going on in your relationships. Uh, so here's what you're gonna do uh, in your group. Uh, have uh, somebody read the text, just two verses today, Matthew 5, 31 through 32, read that. Uh, and then someone else in your group, paraphrase it. Uh, just kind of put it in your own words, kind of you know, modern day, you know, well, what do you think that this is saying? And then answer these questions. Uh, what stood out to you about this text? Uh, and then, what does this tell us about God? What does this tell us about what God thinks is important? What does this tell us about what God is like? And then what does this tell us about people? Uh, what does this tell us about just our, our own natural habits? Uh, and then these important, important questions. Uh, what can you do about this this week? If what Jesus says is true, and this is really the best way to live, as you think about your own life, uh, dating, not dating, married, not married, uh, previous divorce, whatever. What's something that you can do with this this week? And share that uh, uh, with uh, the group. Uh, and then lastly, is there anyone else that you could share uh, what you have learned this week? That you, is there anyone else that you can think, man, I think someone else could really hear, could really benefit from hearing this teaching of Jesus. So. Go ahead and share that in your group. Uh, we love you guys, and we'll talk to you soon.